You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. Can you believe the one complaining is not the Jew? Uh, well, there's two non-Jews here. Did you assume that my co-host was a Jew? No, I'm just saying, but oh. I, I'm the Jew. Anyway, this is Kill You Last. This is Peter Garacci, the not Jew, uh, with my co-host Alex Pichero, also not a Jew. Gen- and our- <laughs> Gentile. And our guest, who happens to be... A little Jewy. I'm a little... I have a, 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 I'm often referred to as a little uh, Jewy. Uh, I'm going to keep that dropping. <laughs> yeah, just put it in future episodes. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Ferber. Hello. How hey, you doing, Jordan? Jordan? I am fantastic. Jordan, you got to be uh, the podcast number one fan. Is that right? I think so. You're the, I, mean, you're... I mean, you don't know how many other people are listening with the frequency that I listen, but I, am pro- <laughs> am, I see you a lot. So I, Maybe that's what it you is. No, I'm I, not I, sure he's number one. I, mean, I give you on. a lot of feedback directly. My mom. I, <laughs> I would say most enthusiastic person who I run into who then tells me that they oh, enjoy wow, the podcast. Oh, wow. Cool. Right, because we see each other probably once a week. Yeah, and you, you know, every episode that, that you've, done, you've done. First of all, I can't believe that you have a show called "Kill You Last" and you haven't even done Commando yet. So like that's hey, com- we're sitting on a couple of things. We uh, we, there's a lot of movies we haven't done, uh, but Commando is uh, one. The podcast was named by my little brother because I said I need to come up with a name. He goes, "How about Kill You Last?" I literally didn't know that. Yeah, until my just brother, now. my brother Robert, who lives in Chicago, I'm going to see him next weekend. And Robert, so, Bobby. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> All right, Bobby. He is gonna he's gonna be on the pod as Commando. Like that's I'm All saving right. the movie for him. Okay. Because I asked him like, what movie would you want to do, and he said Commando. And it's funny because we have Bam. another brother who's not a movie guy at all. And I was like, Paul, if you came on the podcast, what '80s action movie would you want to do? And he's like, uh, Police Academy. And I'm like, you you're not coming on the podcast. Are you no, guys, let's have him on, dude. Are you guys? Fun. Did you see that uh, Die Hard is being re released in theaters this week? I did 30th, not know it's that. It's the 30th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It, Friend of mine just told me he's going to see it on Tuesday. Oh man, you know it's a great film. Honestly, that's the one out of all of. I'm trying to think out of all the movies we've we've done so far. I hope this is true. It's my favorite one so far. Oh, I would I would argue it might be the greatest action movie of all time. I really liked it, man. And again, I'm going to say this again: Alan fucking Rickman, rest in peace. He, I didn't know how good of an actor he was. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. He, he's got a lot of range. Unreal, dude. And yeah. that was his first fucking. Uh, I that was a pretty get, good we, American accent. Uh, it's yeah. unreal. We talked about it, but like, it's I, I really am blown away. It deserves to be mentioned again. So, what movie uh, did you pick, Jordan, for us to talk? Well, about? Well, I wavered on on what I was going to pick, but I wanted to stick with the uh, action theme. And uh, one of my favorite movies had come on last month, and I really was fired up to talk about it with somebody, and nobody I know had really been talking about it in a while. The Delta Force. Yeah, the Delta, Delta Force. Force. Nineteen eighty six. Eighty six. Yes. Starring Chuck Norris Chuck. and Lee Marvin. Oh yeah, it's Lee Marvin's final film. That's right. He, uh, he, he died. Away. He died uh, while they, you know before it came out. I think even. Right? Did he have a heart attack? He, he had like colon cancer or something. Uh, oh man, he's like sixty years old in this movie. You know, but he looks oh, really. He looks he, a little older. Yeah, I know. He looks really old. They almost didn't use him because he looked too old. It's funny <laughs> right? because um, oh, I uh, one of the things I was thinking about watching this movie because like George Kennedy's in it. Yeah, Martin Balsam, uh, Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop. One of the things that's great about and the bad guy is Robert is Forster. Fucking Robert Forster, who's amazing. I'm like I, I I was watching it and I was like who is the big guy? I looked it up I'm like holy shit Robert fucking Forster yeah, yeah playing an Algerian terrorist and he's I'm just he's a, a Jew American. no he's American is he I think he, I think he's a Jew is he is he Could I was uh, just watching YouTube reviews 
and one of them was like, they got the Jews to play the Muslims. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this guy's just. Oh, no, what's her name? Lainey Kazan and uh, oh, Shelly yeah. and Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters also. Yeah. No, mm. it, it's funny speaking of Lee Marvin though, because uh, it, it's so, you you see the the hard living actors. Yeah. Because like now, like Brad Pitt is probably the same age as fucking Lee Marvin is in that movie. I mean, but he's still, no. I mean, way. obviously, he's, he's, I'm, yeah. I'm exaggerating a little bit. There's probably but, uh, George Clooney. George Clooney what, is up there. What fifty and sixty well, looks yeah. like? Bruce Willis. Yeah. Is, How old's Bruce? He's probably he's got he's got to be sixty years. That's old. crazy. Yeah. Compare the two of them. Oh my right? god, they look different. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So no, but it, but so Lee what Marvin do you think it is smoking. What's that? Like they used to smoke more back then. Yeah, they what just you, lived harder. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't take care of themselves. Right. You know, your 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 gynecologist was having a cigar. You know. But yeah. But I'm not. I'm but not. That's just maybe not yours. Just, no, but that's just hot. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just into. That. I can't. Re- I can't remember the last time I got a pap smear and the doctor was smoking. But you know, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, no, but Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin is the villain in my one of my favorite movies of all time called the. Uh, oh my God! Why am I blanking on this? Who, sh- who shot Liberty Valance? Okay, you ever see that movie? I've not seen that. It's a west. It's an old western with John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. It's a black and white western. The Dirty Dozen. I've seen. I've seen the Dirty Dozen. He's yeah. big in that. Have you seen the Dirty Dozen? I actually have not seen that. It's weird. It's Classic. a weird movie that I've missed. It's like one of those gaps that I have in my movie heard knowledge. of the Dirty Dozen. I think just as a phrase, though. I thought was that a phrase before the movie. I, I mean, it sounds like alliteration. No, no, pretty obvious. It made, right? I think it was made up for the movie. Oh, so, really? Oh. So, Jordan, this is. I mean, you picked this movie. Tell us why. Of all the, well, of I love all this, the action movies, I love this movie for a number of reasons. Number one, the soundtrack is fucking amazing. The, it, like when you listen to that song, just independently of the movie, it, it fires you up. It, it's I, I get goosebumps. It's, yeah, it's Alan Silvestri. Uh, is this? Uh, I was gonna say because it? it's Rocky esque. It is definitely some. And um, I read that uh, it was co-opted by uh, the Indy Five Hundred. Used it as their theme music for ten years. Oh no shit. As well, wow, yeah, um, and it's just it, it, and it was made for the movie. It was made for the movie. That's it's, pretty impressive, and, and it just screams nineteen eighty big time eighty six, like a hundred percent. As you're listening to it, like, I, oh, I oh believe Sylvester did uh, the Predator uh, score as well. I, yeah, so he, yeah, it's, I he, love. He did a lot of those classics, you know, things. But the thing is, the reason I, I love it so much is. Uh, well, let me just back up a little bit. The reason I love all those eighties action movies is I watched a lot of them at camp when I was like. Too young, probably, to watch those movies. Yeah. When I went to Sleep, camp... Sleepaway camp? Yeah, I went to sleepaway camp. Do people know that Jewish people on the East Coast go to sleepaway camp? I mean, they... they, they How was that? You yeah. went every year, right? I went every... I went for seven years. Seven years? Yeah. I wanted to go to camp. I actually was a camp counselor for two summers in college. And it, it was at a place called the Summer Institute for the Gifted. So it was literally like nerd camp. I think... It, I, yeah, we definitely talked about I this. I felt like That's my weird. job was to make these kids like, like... Like, these kids were like doing trigonometry on their free time. And I'm like, go outside and climb a tree. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, kid? Like, yeah. I was like teaching them how to dance. And like, like I was trying to get them to like loosen up and have a good time. So sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you. So, so, so anyway, you were at so, camp. So is that camp... You know, it was mostly it was all uh, Jews from Long Island mostly. Right, I was, right. Like, That's of, a real East Coast like I, institution. I, I grew up in the city. I was one of right. the few city guys. Okay. Um, but anyway, when, when it rained... There were you couldn't play any of the fucking sports, so they would we yeah. would we would we would go into uh, um, like the rec center and they would put movies on and the fucking counselors picked the movies, so right. that's where I saw Terminator, it's where I saw uh, Bloodsport and uh, you know all the Jean Claude Van Damme movies, all, all these action movies. That's where I saw all of them, and this one in particular struck me because it's it's it, it moves a little slow initially, like there's that first opening scene, but then it moves a little slow. And it's like almost an hour and a half before you really see any Chuck Norris kicking ass. Right. So it's like it's not really. It's interesting because I was like watching it and I'm like, oh, this is like a movie. Like this is a real movie without 
Like it's a, <laughs> well, so <laughs> you I, were expecting some Chuck Norris. Bullshit. I remember I came. Yeah, I came yeah. Well, I came home. From I was some, too. I came. I came home from camp that summer, and I was talking about it. And my parents rem- told me that it was based on a true story. Yeah, it's based on a real hijacking. I got. I yeah. That that is actually true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, and I, so it's an I action movie. They embellished it a little bit to make it an well, action movie, but it's really they actually got a lot of the details right up until Chuck Norris shows up, right. and then it's completely off the rails right. from reality. But but, but the but fact the, is, that it's an action movie that actually occurred. You know, yeah, the, the first, and, and the first, can you describe it? What was it? A flight something something something. It was a TWA flight from uh, yeah from, and it was the year before they made a movie like the year after it actually yeah. happened in real life. Which the is opening of the movie is a uh, depiction of a real life. Iranian hostage uh, situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they, so that that part was also real. There was a lot of stuff that's based in reality. So on the flight, it got hijacked by Arabs. This is not nine eleven. This is years before nine eleven, obviously. Yeah. But it was a similar situation in the sense that and they separated the Jews, and it was really was a, that real? Did that they really real? do that? They really okay. did that, and it was really a German uh, flight attendant that they made do it. I read and, that part. And yeah, I, I also yeah. read that the woman, the actual real flight attendant, um. Didn't give them that many names. She was even she, more of a hero. She was. Yeah. She was. She she refused to give them the names, but she omitted a number of them that she knew might have been Jewish. That she, you know, so they kept the, that number really small. There really were three um, Navy guys on the plane, and they really shot one of them on the tarmac. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. I, I feel like they made a. T- did they make a TV movie like that's more true to reality too? I feel like I saw something else, or maybe I'm just remembering the like, news story. I remember. Maybe. I remember being like super upset about. Like the the guy getting beaten and killed, like like that was like my memory yeah. from watching it from years ago, and then I watch it now, and I literally I got like teary eyed. Like, oh no, I cried. I cried. A, I, I, I teared up a couple times. The scene where the guy, where the the little girl's like, please don't take my daddy. Yeah, and when when George Kennedy is the priest is like, I'm a Jew too. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, that scene was with George uh, Kennedy. You got to right. take one of us. You got to take all of us. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. okay, I got to say, I didn't cry at all <laughs> watching this, and that scene in particular. I don't know. I I was raised Catholic, but it was so cheesy to me. Like, oh, we're all Jews, and it's like, yeah, yeah, technically. <laughs> but, I, but but what is your point, man? But maybe like, it's. But it's. I, I got his point, but it was a little too. much. But maybe it's though. generational because, like, I grew up with cheesy things that made me cry. Yeah. Do you know what Wait, I mean? What do you mean? No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like cheesy just, to me means that it doesn't like, actually hit like you emotionally. Like TV and movies the part that where, were designed just to like pull at your the part where, okay. where, The All part right. where, he, where the guy you know, is given the passport and you can see the, 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 the numbers yeah. on his arm. Right. That was uh, the, the reveal that there were Holocaust survivors on the plane. That was right. good. That was different. I mean, it wasn't like people have done it after, but it was a good shot right. like, of the arm. And that was done more subtly as opposed to the priest being like a hero, yeah. which so, maybe it's because I have a bad view of priests, right? You know, because of all the fucking rape, which is <laughs> like understandable. It's one of the good guys, no, but George, George Kennedy, who uh, was in, uh, I think he won the Oscar he, for uh, Naked Gun. I cool, know. Uh, well, he won the Oscar for he won the Oscar for Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> right. One of those guys was an I, hey, journeyman actor. I was just watching actor, uh, a thousand things. Love those kind. I was of guys. just watching yeah. Thunderbolt Lightfoot, which I was talking about in the last episode. And that he's in that movie too. He's a bad guy in that movie. Great as. As a priest, freaking Joey Bishop, one of the Rat Pack guys. Yeah. Who is Joey Bishop? Should I know who this is? Like, I, I don't even know of, who he, you're talking. He's about. one of the Rat Pack guys. So the Rat Pack was Judge Sinatra and Oh uh, really? Yes, yeah, Sinatra was the leader, and it's then you had uh, Dean Martin, S- Dean Sammy Martin, Davis Sammy Davis Jr. and Joey Bishop, and Joey Bishop. And Joey Bishop and played the character of who in this? He's one, one of the Jewish guys. He's too. one of the Jews. Oh, he's that wearing guy. like the, the hot pink like, like older the, guy. Yeah, the shiny shirt. Yep, the he hot gives, pink. Okay, now gives the ring to the wife. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, that's Joey Bishop. I literally have never heard the Joey. He Bishop. was like a Vegas lounge act. Yeah, like came up. It was a friend. Oh, of comedian. Yeah, he was a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really cool. 
Okay. Like cool. all those other guys were singers. He was the comic. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But he was always like they shit on him. Like yeah, that they was shit. The, that, exactly. That was the thing is, I mean, it's so not just shit well, on like, everybody. The clown, though. He was. Well, yeah, Dean Martin also like he wasn't a. Wasn't comic, he, he but was, he loved he, roast. I he, loved Dean Martin. Wasn't he yeah. one of the guys that had a connection to the Kennedys? No, that's Peter Lawford. Oh, it was Peter Lawford. Peter okay. Lawford, I believe, was dating or married to a Kennedy. Right, all right. So that was how Sinatra got in with the Kennedys. It's good that we have older people that we can talk to to you know, get this, these timeline things well, correct. But I also like... Yeah, like, Peter, this is, Peter's I'm, I'm, a I'm real I'm wise I'm referring guy. to you. Yeah. I know, but I'm, this, is, <laughs> this is before my time. I just, I'm like really interested in this stuff. So I've read a lot of books and like... There's a great book called Rat Pack Confidential. He's trying to throw some shade on him and he didn't fucking no, go for it. He's like, I don't believe any of it. You don't fucking read books. A lot of books. Do you really read a lot of books? Yeah. What's what the last re- book you read? What are you reading right now? Uh, the Brothers Karamazov. I don't know if you know the it. The fuck is that? Maybe they, maybe he does read. Is that, that's, your, that's your standard issue you've been using for Wait, twenty you, years, though. No, yeah. I, no, no, no. I finally decided <laughs> that I'm finally going to buckle you know, down and read it. I'm, you know, okay. I, I, no, I believe him. Actually, I, I, that was pretty. I feel like I've been reading Infinite Jest forever at this Never. point. Yeah, dude, you know, I cannot get through that. I'm book. still stuck on the footnotes in the first chapter. I read. Ta- I read Talk Radio yesterday, Eric Bogosian. The play. You read the whole thing yesterday. That's, that's a like, great. That's, that's like a great. 90, yeah, that's, that's a like great play. Pages. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. You got to read a play in one. That, that's setting. a great movie. Also, okay. have you seen that movie? I love the movie. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, well, the movie. The movie's really good. I hung out with his son one time. His son is like an up and coming like writer director. Peter, you're gonna hate what I'm about to say. The uh, the only play that I've ever read, like read or even had in front of me, was the new Harry Potter play. Oh, good Lord. Are you kidding? Yeah, and <laughs> I read that. You've yeah. never read Shakespeare? I have read Shakespeare. So your whole theory is just shot right there. Well, hold on. Let me think. They're plays? Yeah, they're yeah. plays, obviously. Yes. Um, wait a minute. Shakespeare wrote plays? Well, I, I thought he was a song and dance man. Look, I'm the hot slut of the show, he was so really, I could be stupid. Okay? I always thought yeah. Shakespeare was more... He was the costume designer, right? He, yeah. He was the guy with the fluffy shirts. Yeah. Um, he... <laughs> I did. You know, it's hilarious. I took a fucking Shakespeare class in London studying abroad in college. So, yes, I've read Shakespeare's play. But, but if I'm being honest with, with myself, I, I don't think I got cover to cover through any of them. I could give you really. a handful of plays that are worth reading just for the play. Okay. That are, like, that are fun to read, and you could read them in an hour and a half. I'm a big fan of uh, one of my favorite writers. His name is Christopher Moore. Uh, yeah. And, and he wrote a book uh, called Fool, and it's a retelling of King Lear from the perspective of the fool. Oh, I don't know that book. King Lear, I saw as a play, but I didn't read it. Yeah, it's but one, I mean, one of my favorite like Rat Pack stuff is is one of my favorite things. So I've read actually a couple. There's Rat Pack Confidential is a great book about the whole Rat Pack. Uh, Dino is a book just about Dean Martin, which is great. My neighbor did King Lear on Broadway. Um, oh, interesting. Wow. Which part? Do you know? Uh, he was Lear. He was King Lear. Yeah. Oh man, nice. a big old guy. Or was he dressed up as? Well, but he's not my neighbor. I mean, he's my parents' neighbor. He grew up in my parents' Kevin building. Kevin Klein? No, thanks. F. Klein F. Murray Abraham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is my parents' neighbor. Wow. He uh, was in Scarface. He's he was in, in Scarface. He's a great in one scene in uh, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. You see that movie? Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, was, I, I saw him on the street uh, a, a few months ago, and I said, Hey, Murray, nice to see you. He goes, I go, Hey, you know, I was flipping around on uh, TV the other night, and I saw Last Action Hero, and he goes, oh, I got to tell you, it was a really good script. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he knew that it wasn't. He, he I thought, what is last action here? I don't know. Last action here is a Schwarzenegger movie where uh, his character from the movies that he's in comes out of the uh, movie. <laughs> oh, and God, he, out he, of the screen into yeah. the real world. Oh my God! So that's for, first the, the movie's Come on. The, the movie's really bad because the kid is is a terrible actor. That that can um, ruin a movie. But, they, but basically, the kid has this like magic uh, movie theater ticket, and he goes into these uh, movies. Jack Slade. Is these Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? Mm-hmm. So he now becomes he's now in the movie in a yeah. movie, and uh, he explains to him he's in a movie, and he comes out, and uh, in the in the in the, in the alternative universe, Stallone is the is uh, all these Schwarzenegger roles. No, sh- I, yeah. you oh, know, that's kind of cool. It's like a, a fever dream. It's like a cover to Terminator Two 
with Stallone. I've never That's seen funny. it, but I know the movie. And I've been meaning to see it because it's uh, it's Shane Black. And he comes. He introduce when he comes into the real world. Uh, who's the mother? The mother is um, she's the, the the mother in Big. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's all you need to say. It's not Mercedes Rule, is it? No. Mercedes Rule. Is it Mercedes Rule? Yeah. Peter, you're fucking. It is God. Mercedes Rule. Who the fuck is Mercedes Rule, dude? Mercedes Rule. She won an Oscar for uh, Fisher King. I saw her do a uh, Lost in Yonkers. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It really sounds like you're making shit up. No, Lost in Yonkers is a movie. Who cares about Yonkers? No, I saw her do Yonkers the play. New York? That's what I love about this podcast is that this guy doesn't fucking know anything. I, about I feel anything. like I do know stuff. That's, That's a movie. Yonkers is a place. I know Yonkers. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a play. A What's about? a play? Oh, fuck off. I read that book. A tree goes in Brooklyn. I don't agree. I went to Brooklyn. No trees. No yeah. trees. They don't grow. They don't fucking grow anywhere. <laughs> Not in Brooklyn. <laughs> Just sidewalks and Jews all and those, hats. All those trees were planted. <laughs> they didn't grow there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's a couple of really great books about the Rat Pack, including uh, uh, Why Sinatra Matters by Pete Hamill, which is all about Sinatra's place in American pop culture. It's one of my favorite books. That's a quick read, too. That's like 160 pages. Uh, I don't, I, I, this, the whole Sinatra thing is uh, it's, it's just too deep. And there's, you, I'm you, more you, of a Dean Martin guy never anyway. But anything. I love, all the, I love the, the Rickles stories. My fucking, yeah, the yeah. Don Rickles story. My favorite Don Rickles story is the one with Sinatra. You know yeah. that one? Where he's no, like, why, he, why bother me in my table? Yeah, so Don't give it away, Peter. Don Rickles uh, is at uh, a restaurant okay. on a date, and he yeah. uh, sees that Frank is there. And he goes over to Sinatra, and he says, hey, I'm on a date. It would really impress this girl I'm seeing if you could come over and say hello. Oh, of course. And he says, oh, Good not move. a problem. Yeah. So, you know, about 20 minutes later, Sinatra's on his way. He comes over, and he says, hey, Don, nice to see you. And Don just says, damn it, Frank, can't you see I'm with people? <laughs> Fucking asshole! <laughs> and Sinatra like lost it, you know. I know. mean, that's that's really funny because nobody yelled or was rude to Sinatra. So no, yeah, that'd be like Rickles doing... was the only people that was you know the only person that could get away with that shit. That'd be yeah. like doing that to Jay Z today, or so I don't know. I'm trying to think of like someone just ridiculously famous. So this movie, it's also got Martin Balsam, who is the guy. One of the most famous scenes in the movies in Psycho, he gets hit in the head and falls down the stairs in Psycho. Like, that's him in that in that scene. That's that amazing. famous, yeah. And he's also uh, the one who keeps saying baby in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's to uh, to George Pappard. Uh, and then Steven Jackson. This guy's, wait, hold on. That guy has weird credits. He yeah. falls down the stairs in Psycho well, and he keeps saying well, baby. And- <laughs> well, he, yeah, that, that's, how I, that's how I like to remember. You know, that guy that just keeps saying baby. I believe his daughter was also married to George Clooney for a while. Talia right? oh, Bossom was his first wife. Clooney picks him out. We, gotta, we should get back to the Delta Force. We, Thank you for doing so our job. Very far off this, we're, talking about the, we're talking about some of the, the people and some of the actors. And then Steven Jackson, who was in the American Ninja movies, which I want to eventually do. He was the well, sidekick. Who, who, the other, the black guy is... That's uh, Steven is, Jackson. Uh, is, yeah, yeah. Guys, we're yeah. doing it again. Again, he's also in, he's also in uh, I'm gonna get you sucker. He's uh um uh, yeah he's, he's like the ninja. He's uh oh, I don't remember him. you know uh, Kung Fu Joe. I don't remember. And I'm gonna get movie. you sucker. Yeah, I love that movie too. Um, Wayne's Brothers. But Kid that's funny. None, almost none of those guys have any real dialogue in the Delta Force. Like there's no. very little dialogue. And I love my favorite thing about it is like the little parts. So, so you know Chuck Norris was already Chuck Norris yeah. by this point. Like he had done. Uh, what was he famous for before this game? So out? he had done. He was a he was a uh, kung fu man. Like, he was actually a really uh, he was like a stunt man. But he wasn't a famous actor. Um, his first real film role was in the uh, Bruce Lee movie. Okay, okay, so, so, so that's a, what he was famous so for he's in as a, Bruce a, Lee movie. Like a And then he the, his first real movie I think is Missing in Action. That's the one that the, the and um, ironically I looked it up. The same guy wrote fucking all of these movies. The same guy wrote the Delta Force. Wrote uh, Missing in Action. Uh, Invasion USA, uh, uh, all, all the big uh, Chuck Norris movies from the 80s. Okay. He, he, the same guy wrote all of them. Okay. Uh, 
That's not surprising. Honestly. He's like the Chuck Norris guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did did he, missing in action was the first one? I think uh, Delta Force was the second one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they did uh, Invasion USA, or Invasion USA might have been first. I can look it up. Uh, yeah, yeah he, was, the guy produced a lot of movies too. Like they. I think him and his partner bought Canon Films, which right. made a lot of like eighties act. They produced Cobra, one of right, my personal right. favorites. I fucking hate <laughs> Cobra Cabretti, and honestly, the guy that directed Canon's it, not doing well with me. I didn't really enjoy this movie. The, I gotta be honest with you, Jordan. No, you didn't like it. I, look, I didn't hate it. I, 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 it I, moved I, slow. I feel it, like you know they, it was hard to get through for sure. And also, just I think I was talking to Peter about this. I don't know if he agrees, but maybe he does. I, I Chuck Norris, man. I think he's just like bland to watch. It's he's funny, like, you know. I, I I felt the same way about it. Like he he doesn't for real. Well, no, because I, I watched it okay. today, and, yep. and there's like you know there's that there's that scene where he finally shows up, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and the, the 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 two the two like you know five star generals that are wearing like the you know the, the full regalia or whatever yep. are walking away. And they look at each other like, do you know who that is? And they don't say. And then and one guy's just like, whatever. They don't mention. <laughs> they don't say yeah. anything. So like he's just treated as though he's like the Schwarzenegger guy. But he doesn't have that Schwarzenegger body. He doesn't no. have doesn't have that star quality. He doesn't have a crazy yeah. accent or something like he, Stallone and him. He doesn't have like you got, you, he doesn't. He's not the guy that you're looking at. No, Lee Marvin has that. Yeah, yeah, more so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's more. He jumps off the page like the way Stallone and Schwar- Schwarzenegger. You could say he's a terrible actor because he, he is, and and you could say he doesn't have really command over your English language, which is understandable. But all that's Chuck Norris almost looks in this movie like a guy wearing a Chuck Norris costume. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how bland he was. To me, it, yeah, he I, almost has no lines. Yeah, he does. There's yeah. not much dialogue. You I, know? I don't. Agree. I think Schwarzenegger is a great actor. I, no, but, no, 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 no. Uh, I was going to give him credit. He yeah. cut me off. What I'm saying is, is you could say all those things, but what what you have to admit is that Schwarzenegger is entertaining to watch. Well, Schwarzenegger 100%. is. Schwarzenegger pops off the screen. Yes, Chuck Norris blends. There's a dull. Totally. There's a dullness totally. to Chuck Norris when he's not. I fighting. don't get why he's like famous. Like well, this. so he's not. I mean, he doesn't have quite the same kind of career either. I mean, he's not in like a thousand movies. He's got like these ten movies that he's in. Yeah, yeah. He, he had and a run. He had and a run. There. And it's really only like four movies. It's Missing <laughs> in Action, Delta Force, Invasion USA, and. Um, uh, Delta Force Two, and there's probably and there's probably another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure there is. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, to me, Chuck is probably the bottom of the action. But he's one of those guys that like has done every. Ball. He's done. He's got, had a, 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 his career has spanned so many other genres. I so mean, he was a real guy. I mean, Walker, he was a, Texas Ranger. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a TV career. The TV career was huge. Um, for him. You know, he's known for that stuff. I, I'm not Infomercials, to, the Total I, Gym. Yeah, I'm not trying to downplay his, his relevance, but I think in this movie he was. I, I happen to agree. He is. Very bland, and this movie moved a lot slower than at two hours. Okay, um, I, I, the, so you're sort of agreeing with what I'm yeah. saying because I don't absolutely hate the movie. It's it, it it's fine. It's like this. The, the thing is, is that I as a kid when you watch a movie like this mm-hmm. it, it, in, in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know these types of things are exciting. It was a rated R movie. Sure. You know? um, I almost all of those movies move so much slower than you would think about it, and the soundtracks. Are oddly work against uh, that 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 factor. I can see what you're saying. You know, yeah, and especially sure. in this movie, the only piece of music is that one fucking soundtrack that they use. You know, here and it's there, the theme in that the, yeah. it's a, a bunch of different reprises of the same theme. I do like the music, but I agree that there's a lot. It moves slow, and then if you're just not like a fan of guns and just watching explosions, then honestly, this movie's not really for well, you. I, 
like I also don't know how you hijack an airplane with a grenade. Buddy, the <laughs> thing so, is, but it, it's so I, ridiculous. But, but the funny dude. thing is, is that apparently that actually is how they did it. No yeah. fucking way. Yeah. That can't be real, they, dude. They, that's exactly my how they, favorite they, they, thing was, in the was, movie was, is when they stuff the grenade in the fucking napkin holder, like in that's the paper how they towel actually holder, did it. Like, I read, I read a whole bunch of news stories about it, and yeah, that's what happened. The guy wow. actually had like a nine millimeter and a fucking grenade. <laughs> Ultimately, what happened in the real hijacking is uh, uh, a, a number of their demands were met, and they released all the hostages. That's what I read. Only, yeah. only that one uh, uh, marine was was actually killed. He was killed. Yes. Um, and the guys that perpetrated it were uh, one of them did uh, like seventeen years in prison in Germany, and then was released. And supposedly was killed in some skirmish in the Middle East in, like, the early 2000s. Oh, Jesus. Um, but it's never been confirmed, and he is still on the FBI's most wanted list. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He was a bad guy, but I'll tell you, yeah. sharp dresser. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. he looked stylish. Very 80s. Uh, you know, Beirut was popping at that time. You know, I mean, he was basically dressed oh. like Scarface. He was dressed for the disco. He was dressed like Scarface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He almost was wearing white, a Tony the, Montana costume. Right, he was wearing, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but, um, for real. Um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of hijackings at that time period. And at that time... Was there a lot? We all, really? Well, we all live in this, like... There were a few in that era. Okay. Uh, we this live, was the worst one. Okay. We live in this time period of, like, putting our shoes in the x-ray machines. At that time, apparently, like, the orders were to pilot if somebody says they're hijacking the plane, to just listen to whatever they say. Apparently, it became a thing where people were like, "Take me to Havana," right? To the point where Castro's like, "Stop fucking taking these planes to Havana." Take like, this plane to Cuba. He got pissed because like so many planes were landing. They basically were, the orders were to the pilots like, if somebody says that they're hijacking the plane, they just listen to them and just take the plane wherever they want right. to go. Yeah, up until nine um, eleven. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that, I mean that's the thing. The reason that when everyone says, "Well, why didn't they do anything to stop it?" because no one had ever done that at that time. People who hijacked planes took the planes to another airport so that they could get money for their demands. Which where, is... So they could run away from the let's law. Let's just say it, pretty sensible. Yeah. I mean, when you compare it to what they've done after this. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they're they, just going to land the plane at a different airport. And they yeah. didn't kill any of the other passengers except that one dude. Yeah. You know, it's so it's, it's got to be honest, pretty clean fucking... Uh, especially if he got away with it and he's still alive. Pretty clean hijacking. Probably the cleanest of all time. Well, if you the, really think about the it. The real dude never met Chuck Norris. That's what's That's the true, right. Exactly. Chuck Norris apparently has become uh, the, the guy that, you know... The pop culture phenomenon that can do anything. Well, yeah. well, the, the I was going to bring it up, but yeah, the Chuck Norris uh, jokes and memes. Remember when those came out? I was yeah. I was in like eighth grade or early something. internet. That yeah, was, dude. That yeah, was so like this is what the internet's going to be. We're just going to pass around like memes. Chuck Norris folklore or just that, any meme. You know what? Ultimately, that's what Chuck Norris is going to be known for. 100%. Is just for those memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the total gym probably. I, Total Jim religion and because he's super Christian, I think. Is that right? Yeah, he's pretty Christian. He's one of those uh, fundamentalists, I'm pretty sure. He's always talking about, like, we need God and all that. that well, at least weird. there's one film where he saves a whole bunch of Jews. Oh, yeah, yeah you know. No, they and they shot the whole film in Israel as well. Is that so, right? So, you know, they probably got a nice discount. I imagine. It's possible. It's a pro-Jewish film. I mean, they negotiated. They haggled. <laughs> no, they definitely did. Hello? Hello. <laughs> there's Holocaust survivors. That's always good to pepper those in there. Yeah. Into your story. I mean, it, it really happened, but still. Well, it was directed by <laughs> Menachem. Or would you say Menachem? Well, Golan. How would you say that name? Uh, yeah, Menachem. Menachem Golan. Menachem yeah, Golan. Wrote and directed it. Also directed Over the Top. I love that movie. We're going to do that movie soon. I love Over the Top. That's what, That has a great soundtrack. I had that on cassette uh, back in the day. And also produced like a, produced like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, produced a bunch of other... You know, it was just like one of those. He's like one of those yeah. guys that made a lot of these action movies happen, which is awesome. But I was surprised by this movie. I, it, again, like it was like it was like oh, there's, they're going to do a movie, 
with like real actors and a real story, and then they're just gonna throw some Chuck Norris kicking ass into it. Yeah, which is, an interesting... which is what they did. Yeah. Have you ever seen Invasion USA? I haven't. I haven't seen that one in a while either. I, I, I feel like I haven't seen that since the '80s, like late '80s. But man, that's a fucking great movie. Also, that's I think the one where he. Um, really, you know, the terrorists invade America, and um, it, it's basically the same. He plays the same guy, kind yeah. of. I'm, I remember, but I also like, you know, you guys have talked a lot of uh, a lot of movies uh, on this podcast where it's, you know, like one guy wrecking crew, like True. A one, yeah. one man. To, that is this for and, sure, and, and it is this, but it's also not exactly this. You know, what do you mean? It's the whole team. I mean, he's got Lee Marvin, he's got the yeah, the, the blonde dude. They just he's don't got, do anything. <laughs> but honestly, I, this is. I think it falls within the whole Stallone. I think that's why we're comparing him to Stallone and and, and every time because he's a one man wrecking crew. But they're always about to like leave him behind. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like yeah. They with, actually like the, the probably the most ridiculous scene is when they decide to fly away without Chuck Norris, and then he rides up the motorcycle. Worst, that amazing. Worst stunt double ever. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible, horribly it's shot, and also very clear. It's not Chuck Norris. Back to back podcast with unbelievably cheesy motorcycle jumps. Yeah. Well, we just well, did well, Grease well, too. Oh, Grease! Not too. an action movie, but they have a terrible. I in the, man, I don't know if I have, who who did Grease too. Nobody. I mean, a woman who directed a bunch of Cindy Lauper music videos. No, no. Who wanted to talk about Grease too? Oh, oh um, uh, Remy Casimir, comedian. Do you know her? She's a good friend of mine, and yeah. she has a uh, really good Grease podcast. too. That's a weird uh, yeah. a, a, a version for this podcast. Wait, we talked about that on the podcast because I was <laughs> I did not want to do. I it. I kind of coaxed Peter into doing it. I was it. really against. Doing I like the film. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> Honestly, I enjoyed Grease too more than I'd I rather. I Sometimes when I'm super into a movie, it's not fun because it's all I can do is just talk about how great everything is, and that doesn't make for a great conversation. Oh, okay. Sure. So it was actually more interesting to like to see because Remy is super enthusiastic about the movie, and she won me over because I'm the same type of enthusiastic about the movies that I love. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, 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 going back to what Alex was saying before about how it was, he didn't like this movie that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I a few notes. what's interesting to me is that I. I've seen I I most of these movies I've I saw when I was a kid and I haven't had a lot of rewatches. They're not movies that play. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's not the Terminator or the Predator that's on. You know, somewhere every day. Yeah, where would you even see this movie? Really, you know I mean? unless you're. Well, I, yeah. I I saw it a month ago. I think on Showtime or Stars okay. or whatever, or, 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 or one of those. You know, M- the MGM channel. I don't sure. know, whatever. It was on one of those channels, mm-hmm. and you know, commercial free. So mm-hmm. I was I was like, oh, oh, that's great. Um, and that's what brought it up. I, but I caught it like at the midway point. Oh, way more of a Chuck Norris film then. Uh, yeah, exactly. You miss all that, yeah, in the beginning. So, uh, um, a lot of my memories of it were, were of, of watching it as a kid, and I think that we we remember things so much differently. Yeah, watching it in today's thing, I mean, the way they've made movies over the course of time, it's not just uh, action movies. A lot of movies, especially a lot of comedies, there's our our our. Attention spans as viewers are so yeah. different. You know, the MTV generation that just started putting fucking a clip every, you know, yeah, a like, cut every two seconds. You know, mm-hmm. there's having and a look lo- at uh, YouTube now. Big YouTube stars those having having that, long yeah. uh, uh, unedited cuts are are it, it, unheard it, of. It, it's not unheard of, but it's it, they're it, 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 they're different. It's done strategically as opposed to as right. default. It's yeah. funny because there's t- actually a a a, a twelve minute one shot sequence. In an episode of the new season of Daredevil right now. Oh, shit. Um, oh wow. Which is fucking. I don't know if you've seen the new season of Daredevil. No. no. I'm only about halfway through it, 
but oh my god, it's fucking awesome. I'll definitely give it a watch. It, ta- yeah. it, it takes about four episodes to really kick in because they move a little slow. Yeah, it's usually like that but, with TV uh, shows. But, I'm more forgiving but with TV have, shows. It's like got that. D'Onofrio back as uh, Wilson Fisk, and oh, he's, he's a fucking great. He's great. He's a great villain. I yeah. hate like the fast. Cut. Like I can't go back and watch the Bourne movies because I hate the way they're shot. I hate the shaky cam. I hate the fast cuts. That's hold on, and that's the other thing about this, the Daredevil season is uh-huh. that some, some of the fight scenes are great and they are. Not cut wide shots, like they're, they're, almost. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. Like, they're, they're two shots. You okay, know, wide, that's the, fine. The, the, yeah. wide, the wide two shots yeah. where they're really fighting and oh, sparring, that's great. Yeah. and it's not like a cut every every punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you actually get to see the fight. That style well, sucks. The, I agree with it. What but I, Peter but that's, said. That's, what, that's what we were, yeah. we were talking about. I don't like the porn movies either. John, and so you know, you have to go back to the eighties to find uh, fight scenes. Where you're actually seeing real, real fighting. fighting. Actually, no, you There's don't. So, you got to watch the John Wick movies because that's exactly what's great about the John Wicks is that's how the John Wick. But movies prior are. prior to this, like they're they're coming back into a yeah. I guess a sense. But if you go back, well, to there's the, a few yeah. gems. Is what from, Peter yeah, from said. the from the 2000s and the, like the 90s, like that's when they started cutting shit up so much. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Tarantino gets blamed for that, and it's not Tarantino because it's people who, who emulate. Bit, yeah, they try because to. if you actually look at Tarantino movies, Tarantino makes beautiful shots and they're cinematic. And they're actually long shots. Well, well, sometimes he will do the cuts that are just like really quick. Like think, of, think about his movies. Think, think about Kill yeah. Bill. He'll do it, but he does it perfectly. It's for a fact. And then someone, yeah. you know, some geek film school person that loves uh, – or he doesn't have to be a geek, whatever. Anyone that's nerds. into Quentin Tarantino, he got so popular that people tried to emulate him. And you're right. There's a lot of like – I think that's where this trope was birthed. Yeah, yeah. It was out of like, you know, a good place – yeah, but it, it turned well, into they, a they take the like the pop culture references and like the, the interesting like, yeah. scenarios, and they think that that's what's great about Tarantino. But Tarantino's movies no, he, are very cinematic. He's that's a filmmaker. I, I love about his films, and yeah, I, and I, I love Tarantino. But my favorite thing about almost all of his movies is always the soundtrack. I buy. I will buy his soundtrack and not see the movie. Yeah. So so it's funny. I mean, got, I've seen all. the I movies. mean, Pulp Fiction's pretty fucking great. Dude. I used to, I used to no, no. I'm just soundtrack. saying, like, I bought the soundtrack to uh, um, uh, a couple of his movies before I saw them because I'm like, I just know this is gonna be a great. Oh yeah, soundtrack. sure. Yeah. Well, it's funny we got on Tarantino because and music because Robert Forster he resurrected his career with Jackie Brown. Uh, yes. Great and, movie, underrated. And I, a great, and I went back and rewatched that movie recently. And that movie across 110th Street is the my second favorite uh, uh, song in a Robert Forster movie. Yeah, I live the first being the theme song to Delta Force. Obviously, my second favorite song in a Robert Forster. I live movie on a big qualification. I live on 109th Street now, and I think about I've never seen the movie that that song is from. I want to, you can't. It's hard to get. You can't get. The hey Peter, there. why don't you just give out your full address? Uh, <laughs> East 109th Street on the corner. That of the is second not an Avenue. address. Oh my God! You literally just did that. <laughs> It would be amazing if I actually had a stalker that showed up and be like, I listened to uh, you know, the podcast and now I'm here. No, no, you should yeah. put, your, you have, you should put your address on the podcast so that people listening will send you DVD copies of their favorite 80s action movies that they want to – if you want a, a, show, a movie to be represented on this, send a DVD. Yeah. All right. why, don't we, why don't we do that? We could do like a con- They could also we do a email contest? us I mean, a list of DVDs. I mean, I mean, you could send it here to Alex's apartment, but you'd never fucking find it. Yeah, so, it's pretty yeah. dirty in here, this guys. Is, this, is, this is quite the, uh, the, the pad I have. Fans, if you're listening and you want to be on the podcast, write, write, write to us why you want to be on the podcast. Maybe we'll have you on. Nobody writes to Peter. You're so Not, old. But Nobody like, writes write letters. DM, uh, DM there you go. on Instagram. Oh, very good. I'm going to share a, uh, a, 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 oh, a, a detail of my life that I, I've never shared with anybody that maybe I shouldn't. But uh, uh, years ago, I was, I was a very lonely man, and I uh, was on Craigslist looking for somebody to... Hey, we've uh, all been there, buddy. Uh, you know, there was somebody... <laughs> somebody had posted a thing on Craigslist, and it was a girl, and she said that she wanted, she wanted, to, like, the, the, she wanted to be a peed on. Oh, shit. 
you went for this? And I, so I uh, texted her, and I <laughs> said, amazing. "I said my balls are full. My balls and my bladder are both full." <laughs> nice, dude. Good line. She must have loved that. And uh, <laughs> I got a text back saying. Uh, Wrong, uh, wrong number. Somebody's fucking with me. Please don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking oh, funny. And you, you came in hot with my balls and my bladder. Just lay it out there, baby. Well, so you know, I didn't come, but I, had a, I didn't come, but I had a really good pee after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's really, really funny. Oh man. That's so good. If Peter, if we named these episodes anything other than the movie, I would name it uh, My Balls and My Bladder are Both Full. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, my God. I, I, sadly, I, I, I hope we would cut that one out, but maybe maybe not. It's the smoothest you ever <laughs> were in your life, dude. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? Wait, are you you're seriously not public about that? Like, you don't do that on stage? No. You not. should do that story on stage, yeah, dude. should I? Yes. Yeah. This movie has a lot of, like, older married couples. Yes, but like no, like ch- like there should have been like a little fire between Chuck and the flight attendant. Yeah, there's or no, there, there's definitely, yeah, there's no. Uh, um, he uh, seems gay. There's no romantic. He seems there... like he's gay and on a mission. This movie might have needed like like a hot Algerian chick. That would be great. Who was like kind of roped in with the terrorist. She's right. wearing really the hijab, but she's taking it off like yeah. slowly. Like the stewardess isn't tits. even flirting with anybody before the terrorists take over the plane. Mm. Wait, uh, Jordan, you grew up in Manhattan. I did. Where in Manhattan? I grew up on Fifth Avenue and Eleventh Street. No shit. Right by, is, there's a church right there. It's right it, just above it, Washington it, Square Park. It, it's right next to the Church of Ascension, which is cool because they don't mind I get high right next door. Yeah. That's a you cool, get, that's a cool little area. Your parents it, still live there? My parents are still there. They've been there for 43 years. 40, my parents just celebrated their 44th wedding anniversary wow. on, on, on one nice. Wednesday. Nice. Amazing. No, I, they eloped to Mexico and got married on Halloween. Wow. Wild Jews. I love it, dude. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool because, awesome. again, as a kid who grew up in Jersey who, like, dreamed about living in New York City, I, I'm always fascinated by people like, who grew up in Manhattan. It's like you're a whole other... We're two in a and row. And it's never Randy like... Cause, you know, as again, as a, as a kid, yeah, with Elon... Uh, Elon. Also, yeah. Dude, we've had three guests that grew up in Manhattan. Elon, Remy, and oh, no Jordan. Shit. And cool. probably more. I mean, Alan grew up in the Bronx, so not necessarily yeah, Manhattan. Listen, if, if you're in the five boroughs, I think... It's still New York City. Still, still but Manhattan native. kids are very uh, rare. There's I, a difference. My, I, I imagine you'd all be in the Warriors as a kid, and none of you are no. gang members. Although... Uh, I am in uh, Judah Friedlander's book, How to Beat Up Anybody. Whoa! And uh, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the I'm in the uh, chapter of Subway Survival. I am the gang leader what? of the gang that he beats up on the subway, and we are dressed as the warriors. No shit. I actually re- I actually had a conversation with Whoa. Judah about <laughs> action movies, and we talked for about twenty minutes about not- Steven Seagal, and I want to get him on the podcat. Oh, Steven Seagal, he, he may come on. Uh, I want to get him to do Hard, uh, hard to Kill. We talked about Hard yeah, to Kill. Yeah, if anyone out there likes Judah Friedlander and also listens Jordan to Jordan apparently podcast, has got to connect. Go ahead and message him. That'll help. Yeah, <laughs> Judah Friedlander is a great... See, his book, he's a really nice guy, by the he's way. He's the greatest guy ever. His book, How to Beat Up Anybody, an instructional and inspirational karate guide. He's so fucking mm-hmm. funny. Uh, when he was promoting it, he used to tell people, uh, if you buy and read this book, you will be able to beat up anybody, including yeah. other people who have read the book. <laughs> I told him that's, that's why... So funny. I told him that's, that's why I have two copies. Oh, wow, nice. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad tag. Jordan, do you want to plug anything while you're here? Yes. Talk Ooh. to us. Well, I have my own podcast. What's that uh, it's called Where's the Grief? I interview other comedians who have experienced tragic loss. Um, right here, buddy. It's, and it's not all comedians. I interview other sad people, too. I see how it is. Um, but uh, my brother died 16 years ago. I run a support group for bereaved siblings in the oh, city. Wow. 
That's really nice. Uh, it's called The Compassionate Friends. Um, you can reach out to me if, you have, if you've lost a sibling or a child. It's, for, it's, a, it's a self-help support group. Um, I perform pretty regularly at their national conference every year. I'm... Um, Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, my podcast is called Where's the Grief? I've got 70-some-odd episodes uh, so far. Oh, nice. Um, How long have you been doing it? About th- almost three years. That's really cool. Uh, um, it, I, I try to normalize the conversation about grief and loss so that people yep. feel less... Uh, um, Embarrassed about how they feel about shit they're naturally going through. That's um, super. Like that's a real good thing. That's beautiful. a noble. It's, cause, uh, yeah. it, Most I, podcasts don't have good intentions like that. I, I like to say that uh, I'm 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 empowered by how much light I have found traveling in the darkness, and it's uh, been really inspiring. Wow, that's really well put, man. And I think that it makes sense that you do comedy because. I think a lot of comedy is bringing up a dark subject, maybe, yeah. and, and laughing at it and showing the lightness. Well, we that. weren't we right before you got here. We were talking about the new Adam Sandler special, which I think every comedian is talking about how great it's, it is. It's really fantastic. And the thing, the thing is, it's ex- I actually haven't seen it yet. It's oh, well, I just I'll say this: it's, it's exuberant and it's joyful. I think people have forgotten sometimes in like the culture when we're talking about comedy, like we're here to bring joy to people like that's what we're trying to do on stage and in shows and sandler for all the people shit on him this guy is is such a good dude yeah yeah it really does come through <coughs> i and as fruity as you put it it's no, actually true no, no it's true it's I joyful don't fuck. like yeah, listen, I'm, right. not a, I'm not a huge adam sandler fan the guy like he works with his friends yeah everybody loves him he's he's taking care of people and the special like it's about a guy who has a family and kids and a wife and friends and he's just like just bringing joy to people, and it's he's a super yeah, relatable, thing. dude. It, I even love, though I he's like it. this big celebrity, you wouldn't I think love it. it. It's not. We're not. We're not doing like uh, you know math homework here. Like we're just trying to make people have a good time and laugh. And it's a beautiful thing when people can kind of forget about he, dude. The bullshit. A, and you forget he's a great comic. Yeah, oh, he's light man. on his feet. There's some fucking. There's moments where it's like. There's almost some heckles that make it in. And yeah, I've heard it's very good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. A lot of it. songs. It's so good. Well, Jordan, you're one of the guys, one of the good guys in comedy. Like, I think everybody, I, I, see, I see, we we do shows a lot at the Grizzly Pair on McDougal Street, and people just walk by and like, oh, hey, Jordan. Like, everybody, like, has a connection with you, and I think it's great. I think you're one of the good guys in comedy, and I'm glad that we've gotten to become friends over the course of the last year. And yeah. Well, really, you know, the thing is, I had been doing comedy for about two years when my brother died. And um, the comedy community is what saved my life. Wow. And I feel like I've gone out of my way to really make personal connections within this business instead of business connections. Yeah. And it has maybe hurt my comedy career, but it has saved my fucking life. And it has kept me surrounded by people that I can be open with about the things that I'm going through. And in a lot of cases, just talking about, you know, it's 16 years. You have fucking great friends. I'm just saying, you know, I... being open and, and being real with people and not trying to get a thing from them, people respect the fact that you're a, a real friend and yes. they are open with you about things. And, and really, that's I, I, what I strive for. I, 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 obviously, I'd love to be a bit more famous as a comedian. I'd love to make them – doesn't even about fame. I'd like to be making a better living yeah. um, than I'm making. But uh, there, there's a, it's a cheesy thing that I say a lot, which is uh, uh, I'm a big fan of the movie City Slickers. That's one of my favorite okay. movies of all time. Billy, I was a big Billy Crystal fan. Growing up, and, and at the end of City Slickers, Jack Palance tells Billy Crystal, "The secret to life is about oh, yeah. is about one thing." And Billy Crystal asks him, "Well, what is it?" Jack Palance says, "That's for you to figure out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that because it means that everybody's purpose for what why they get up every morning smiling and looking forward to the day is different. And I figured what mine out is for me. 
My life is about people. I surround myself with people that let me be myself, that uh, uh, feel comfortable being themselves around me. And everything that I have done in my career, at, once I started realizing that, has grown out of that. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm internally grateful for all the people that I have in my life that have helped keep me above water for yeah. so long. And uh, that's why I do the podcast also, because it's a way of reaching out. And, 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 and some of these people come on my podcast to talk about losses that they've had, and they haven't talked to anybody about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, you know, I've done 70 episodes. It's all comedi- almost all comedians. A very small percentage of them have any jokes in their acts about these losses. I was just going to say, my dad died when I was 17. Not a joke. And no. everyone always tells me, Oh, you, you know, there's material in that and stuff. Not everyone, but comics will tell me that. And I'm like, dude, there's just not much funny about it, man. Like, yeah, and also you have to process the pain. Like if you're still if, – if, I find with comedy, like if you're still in pain about the thing, it's not a good thing to like But on top of that, no stage. matter how well you've processed it, you're pushing it on an audience. Yeah. And maybe they're going through something that they haven't processed. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a difficult thing. But I've, I'm in awe of anybody that is able to do jokes about it. And I'm, I, I think that uh, – Sometimes those types of jokes, when you get that real, are oh, they're yeah, the best. They, they that's I mean, to 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 make a sidebar back to Delta Force. That's why this movie is. I I, I mean, I'm a Jew, so I, I'm not a religious Jew. I don't go to temple, but just the fact that there were Jewish tones in the thing, and it's based on a real. St- Story. They obviously they embellish it to make it a Chuck Norris movie, but sure, you know, it, it, no, it, the foundation of it is, it, it is I, very. I, I, I really, I really do love this movie. I agree. It moves a little slower than I remember it from the eighties when I first saw yeah, it. Now but... I feel like a fucking asshole for saying I didn't <laughs> no, like no, this no, movie. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but I, I, I understand the, the the perspective of oh, I didn't really like this movie because it, it moves very slowly. It, it 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 takes a while for you to really understand. But the reason wh- you love it. Um, but it, but it's it, it is it, it, there's a realness to it, and yeah. all of those, you know, you, you how often are you going to get choked up during an '80s action fucking yeah. movie? You, know? you, you guys only, both said uh, that you did. Only First yeah. Blood. At the end of First Blood, I got a little teary eyed. Okay, it was sad when he talks about the, his friend blowing up in Vietnam. Anyway, listen, this Jordan. I will say you are more interesting than Chuck Norris is in Delta Force. Oh, so, one million percent. So I'm dude. glad that we have you on the podcast. I'm glad we're friends, and uh, I'm, we're gonna we, we can put the his podcast information on the of notes for this can. podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah is there anything else you want to plug besides the podcast? Uh, I'm gonna be in San Francisco doing some comedy for the Jews Ooh. on December 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Oh, holiday week! You can go to well, Kung, not for them. You can go to kungpaokoshercomedy.com and buy tickets. Uh, Starting this Monday, so I'm I'm guessing by the time this is out, it'll be out. Uh, yeah, they'll be live. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Kung Pao Kosher. Kung Pao Kosher Comedy dot com. And, and where is it going to be? It's going to be. It's at a Chinese restaurant in uh, San Francisco. Do you happen to know the name? It's the new, I believe it's the New Asia Restaurant. Okay. Uh, cool. It is a, a Just show. For people uh, to... Two shows each day. Five thirty includes dinner. So the eight thirty includes appetizers and drinks. And um, I'm going to be there. Uh, Carol Leifer is headlining. Nice. nice and uh i'm excited that's fucking exciting are you, yeah. how are you getting there plane i am flying yeah fuck yeah dude nice, look at nice. you god damn right hopefully it doesn't get hijacked on my way oh, <laughs> see what together. i did there like a knot wow. if, if robert forrester is sitting in first class i am getting the fuck off that goddamn yeah, plane yeah wearing a silk shirt while i listen dressed to, okay. as as fucking scarface I'm yeah, gonna, yeah <laughs> it's a bad sign exactly kungpaokoshercomedy.com for christmas if you're gonna be in san francisco and please go to where's the grief dot com or where's the grief on uh, on Twitter 
Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm at Beatnik Nudnik. I, uh, yeah, I just saw that as one of the follows. I was like, who's Beatnik? Beatnik Nudnik. It's, yeah. it's been my handle forever. It was my AAM, my AAM uh, handle. It's my email address. It's B E A T N I K N U D N I K. And then do you have a uh, social for the podcast or no? And I have a, um, I'm at Where's the Grief at Gmail and on Twitter yeah. as well. At Where's the Grief? Awesome. Um, yeah, nice. Peter? I'll be at Mohegan Sun oh. uh, Wisecrackers in Pennsylvania the uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving, the Friday and Saturday. I'm emceeing those shows. Nice. And then I'll be That's at dope, um, I'll be at Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island on the 29th of November. So by the time this comes out, you guys will be. So if you're Long Island family and friends, we'd love, love to see you out there. Guys, this has been Kill You Last, another great episode. Thanks. Bye. I love your face, Peter. <laughs> oh, boy.